started. That that was one of my favorite shows. Growing. That's what put me on cruise ships. How did Magnum PI put you on cruise ships? I loved the whole Hawaii thing. I loved the whole island yeah. thing. And I applied year after year um, for a job at the only professional theater in Hawaii um, and and always got turned down. There were two, two places I always applied to. There was the Red Barn Theater in Florida, uh, Key West. Mm. And um, I like Key West. And I can't remember the name of the theater in, in Hawaii. The Red Baron. But I applied every year. In I, April came, and I would send a resume every year. Um, I, I wanted to live in, in that tropical atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and, and since I could never get there, I was like, NCL's the next best thing. Or, mm-hmm. or cruising is the next best thing because... I get to stay an American citizen. I get to go visit all these places that I I wouldn't get the chance to visit. And I think uh, uh that was that was a big push for me. Um and, and honestly, working on a cruise ship is one of the hardest things that you'll ever do, mm-hmm. but it's one of the funnest things that you'll ever no, do. I, I I totally agree. Um, it, it's you hate it while you're there. Yeah, you bitch <laughs> you bitch about everything, and 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 here's the okay. So <laughs> even in the navy, I called this I called this ship bitch, and um, what what it is 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 when you're on a boat doesn't matter someone's gonna bitch about something it could be the fact that there's no glow tape on the steps yeah because the cleaning guys came through and pulled it all off because they don't speak english and they don't know any better Mm -hmm. Um, but there's constant bitching on a boat yeah and, and I mean, the minute that your contract's over, you're like, hey, "God, I, I, I am not doing this again." And then three months later, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go sign another contract." Yeah, that's the that's the funniest thing that you hear a lot is like when you're you you work your months, you work your first contract, you're you work your contract, you're like. I cannot wait to get off this ship. I am I'm going to go back home and not come back and then a month later you're like no, oh, I'm going to resign a contract. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> our, our stage manager was Swedish. She was she was awesome. Um but she was constant bitching mm-hmm. about everything. Oh my god! I found a hair in my food. Oh my god! Blah 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 blah. I just—it was horrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I sat and heard her bitch for a half an hour because she couldn't find her script that she took back to her cabin. Mm-hmm. She bitched at everyone. Oh, did you take my script? 
are you hiding my script from me? Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, she comes back like like a half an hour later, and she's like, it was in my cabin. <laughs> Dumbass. I'm sorry. But, but, she, but she did, did she apologize? Bitches. Did she ever apologize for that? Hell no. Nobody apologizes on a boat. No. Have you ever heard anyone apologize Not on really. a boat? I mean, okay, so so your boss on the boat, was your boss foreign? Yes. Okay, this is a normal thing on a cruise ship. They hire a lot of of non-American people because. for for the management positions because they can pay them less. Yeah. Americans Americans pull top dollar on a boat. Well, well pause for quick. What was that? There's a uh was it NCL that had a ship that just did Hawaii and was a the Pride of America, correct? And it was only American crew because it was only an American um ship. It was a it was only only hit American ports. Uh, oh. only like Hawaii ports and stuff like that. It's called the Pride of America. So it it basically did all the all the Hawaii stuff. And so they only could hire American crew because the rules are for like most other ships that go to foreign ports, you know, they flown on foreign flag, you know, but the Pride of America was on an American flag. Because that's a, because basically, okay, so yeah. so here here's the okay, I mean whether you leave this in or not, I don't care, um, but the fact is is that that sh- this this is why if you go and look at at cruise prices, if you do an inter Hawaiian island cruise you will notice that it is 50 percent more expensive than any of the other cruises because they only use american people yep on the ship and And so so they're forced to do minimum wage for every you know minimum wage for starting out yep you know so they actually have to pay people these ships all these cruise ships are registered in places. Panama. Grand Cayman, Bahamas, whatever. Where where minimum wage is only $2 or $4. Or some of these places don't even have minimum wage. So it's a... That, that right there is another freaking nail in the coffin for you needing to go find time for yourself i seriously got tired of being yelled at in swedish (laughs) well and and they she did that knowing full well that none of us knew what she was saying yeah um on on a lot of ships you um your your entertainment division is is actually not it, it's subcontracted through a a different company the entertainment um yeah i i think that's depending on the the ship you like our, our spa people were subcontracted on the ship i was at so you had your spa people they were they were going through a company 
Um, I don't know the company name, but I know that they were going through a different company. So they weren't technically employed by Carnival. They're employed through. Uh, okay. So uh, like Gene and Ryan Productions. Yeah. I've heard of that name. Um, well, yeah, she, she does. Her production company does shows for Norwegian, Carnival, uh, uh, Royal Caribbean. Uh, so a lot of, a, a lot of these cruise ships in the entertainment industry or the entertainment portion go to Jean Ann Ryan and they basically look at her and say, we want this show. She takes care of hiring everyone. They work for her. That is all subcontracted. Mm -hmm. Now, back in the day when I was on the ship, we did our own shows for NCL. Mm -hmm. I worked for NCL. So I maintained all of the lighting in that space as well as all of the disco lighting and all of the bars. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it was a, a different situation for me. Now, like I said, most of these cruise ships like to hire people from other countries. Yeah. For, for different things. I think on, on Carnival, you had a, a strong group of, of Russian-based, uh, uh, Soviet Union-based, or, or Estonia, Latvia. And, Eastern European. Um, yeah, Eastern European groups. Uh, on NCL, we had a lot of, of the, the Nordic uh, yeah. group. Um, Royal Caribbean uses a lot of of filipino and thai uh asian uh influenced or asian area asian based people uh like i said thailand um uh, uh philippines yeah. uh singapore china um and and because of that they could get away with paying lower lower fees yeah, and all lower that. rates yeah um like i said the sad fact is that everyone speaks english but most of us don't speak what our bosses spoke and yeah it's it's like i i i can i know some certain languages but not fluently like it's almost requirement like in if you were in guest services, guest areas to speak English, you know, because most of all your, your paying guests are from America, you know? So who, where else yeah. are you going to, it's almost like if I were to go to take a job at a cruise ship or take a job in France, take mm -hmm. any type of job in France or some other country that yeah. I would, I would really need to, to learn the language before I'd go there or else oh, yeah. I will not survive. You know, as Jordan knows, I have a, a different job now. Let me tell you this. That is very nice. I, um, I was 275 pounds uh -huh. in April. And I am down to two fifty two. That's that's good. Now 
I'm actually having a whole lot more energy. And it is all thanks to pot. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It is. <laughs> what the heck? Marijuana. It helps you lose weight. And, and I'll tell you what, I stored it in my Coleman cooler. <laughs> in no way, shape, or form do we condone. Do we condone <laughs> the use of illicit drugs? Although in Texas, yeah. it's some of it's legal. No, it's not. Not yet. No, there's a certain quantity quantity of it. Not yet. I'm looking it up because I thought I saw something. Maybe I read it wrong. I thought it's like as long as it contain well CBD is, and some Delta Eight, Delta Seven, Delta whatever's that are. Well, well, CBD is legal if it's under point zero five. That's what I'm saying. Point zero that point zero. Or wait, it was point zero two. Point zero two THC content. Yeah, that's nothing. Exactly. There's there is no THC in that. There's none. It's like I just got high out point zero two percent H THC. If you if you literally think that you're getting high off that, the key is to extract every point zero two percent THC until you got one hundred percent. I say Texas just needs to pass it. Um, it, it is absolutely silly that people from this state. Are driving across the border over to Oklahoma. Well, you can't. They're going to Colorado. Oklahoma's oh, Oklahoma's medicinal. You have to have a medical card. Um, New Mexico's medicinal. Do you know how easy it is to get a me- exactly. medical card? You go up there. It's like, doctor, I'm having people sleeping. Okay, let me write you a medical thing for marijuana. Thank you. That's it. I mean, doc. I got shot in the face when I was in the Navy, and I'm really having problems with yeah. it. Oh, here. Here, what's your medical card say? Glaucoma. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I fixed that issue. Jeez, man. Come on. Medical marijuana is just, a, it's legal there. Okay. Now, if Texas makes it legal, mm. which, which uh, oh, oh my gosh, you're hearing a Republican say, make it legal. Do, do you think, though, and this this my stance with, Casinos in Texas. Do you think the okay. surrounding states like Colorado and Oklahoma and I think New Mexico are basically fighting this by paying politicians here in Texas not to pass bills? Because we've, <laughs> we've 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 always we've always heard like, oh, they're going to build a casino here in Texas, but then it gets dropped. Oh, we're going to do this in Texas, and then it gets dropped. Because I think like. Your big casinos like Windstar, where a lot of, you know, people from Dallas, Fort Worth, you go up there, you go through the parking garage, you're gonna see more Texas plates than you are Oklahoma. Even at Choctaw, yeah. you're gonna see more Texas plates than you will see Oklahoma, and I th- I think that's that's reasoning why a lot of these casinos like Windstar are basically shoveling money to politicians <laughs> to basically like. Don't vote this. We need the money. Because if you were to get a casino like in Denton or some other city around Dallas-Fort Worth or Austin or something like that, Windstar will lose money. It will definitely oh, lose yeah. money. They're, they're, I mean, I would say 
70% of the people are from Texas going to WinStar. And I think 70% of that, they would lose profit. Well, so the push is, is happening right now uh, to, um, to legalize casino gambling here in Texas. And it's actually being led by the Las Vegas Sands organization yeah. yep. who who owns the Sands Expo Center at the Venetian um so so uh I I sent a link to you to their to their website um I I have signed the bill because I would love to see gambling made legal here in Texas yep um here's the problem with with a lot of this well i i don't want to say that there's a problem with it um ohio passed a a gambling ordinance and i was all excited for this to happen because you know i i i go to las vegas a lot i did a lot of shows there i love Mm -hmm. las vegas my favorite place to go and and vacation um, when I went to Ohio's Jack's Casino or whatever it was in downtown Cleveland, I was impressed with how pretty it was and all that. It closed at two o'clock in the morning. Hmm. I don't want gambling like that. You don't want, I, you want 24 hours. Listen, I, I do shows. Yeah. I get done with the show at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. If there's no place for me to go because every place is closed, mm-hmm. why why pass the bill? Yeah. It's not helping me. It's it's, it's not helping me become a, a a better a better person in losing money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm highly interested in what's what's going to happen. Um, the, the Sands Casino or Sands Expo tried this once before. Okay. It's, it's called the sportsbettingalliance.org. And this entire website is run by, by the Sands Expo. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm 100% I, 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 here's the thing. How much money goes across our border? Are you talking about into to, Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, or Louisiana. Or New Mexico. I mean, because, but, but before I, before I started going to Windstar or, or Choctaw, I would drive all the way to, um, Shreveport. Yeah. That's because that's and, before Oklahoma had casinos down there in, you know, Windstar and Choctaw and stuff like that. Isle of Capri was my favorite casino in uh in shreveport um but once windstar and durant uh choctaw once windstar and choctaw open god boy they they better really start freaking sponsoring us <laughs> um but now i'll get a hand pay <laughs> um hey man you know all you have to do maybe i'll get my free to- golf lessons Maybe you need to go to Choctaw and get your Amber card. It, uh... <laughs> uh... It, 
But here's the thing. How much money leaves... This is what I don't get about Texas. You're, you're, you keep fighting legalizing marijuana. If you legalize it, it's going to quit coming across the border. Yeah. Secondly, you're going to tax the hell out of it so that you make some money. I, I, I think other people might disagree if you look. I mean, I, I, there's pros and cons on it. Other people disagree all the time. Yeah, no, no, there's, 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 there's pros and cons to this because you can look at, I guess, I, and it's hard for me to say if I would have to look at statistics compared for Colorado, for Nevada, for California, different places that have legalized that legalized it, that basically if crime went up because of this, because of legalization. Which is it's gonna be compl- like what's the poverty did poverty level go up did crime level go up did the income from it go up what are the what are the drawbacks of that which is completely different because like in say California and stuff like that now they kind of legalized like heroin and stuff like that that they're now having clinics where you can go get your dose of heroin so you don't um, OD so that you don't have major withdrawals okay i'm i'm a little bit lost in what you're trying to say here well, I, um, compared to like uh, you, you're asking the question why we have not passed that in the state of texas and i think it's because the more the state of texas is truly a a right conservative bible believe we're, we're the bible belt even though like oklahoma's was like the Bible Belt as well, but now we're everybody says, "Oh, the state of Texas, the buckle of the Bible Belt," you know, and I think that it's going to take some more time for it to to get there. We it's slowly get there because you know if you got to think of it, we have we have legalized CBD in some forms of it at point zero two percent, can't contain anything more than point zero two percent. There's still states out there that don't have CBD legalized. So I think we're slowly getting there, but I it's it's going to take time. I, I'd rather see it go medicinal first than recreational. I'd be happy with medicinal before recreational. Here's the problem with that. There's there's enough studies done. You, you can't ov- overdose on marijuana. There is not one case of a person overdosing on marijuana. Let me ask you a question. How many people have OD'd on alcohol um, or died from alcohol poisoning? A lot. Or or the whole principle of alcohol-related deaths that you point together through drunk driving and stuff like that. How many people have died from lung cancer? Um, I don't know the statistics, but again, a lot. A lot. Do you think... Marijuana is more addictive than nicotine. I, I I think it's less addictive. I mean, I I quit smoking in 2016, and I have dreams about cigarettes. I I was I was on vacation out in Las Vegas with a friend of mine. Last year, in November, 
And they said that in the middle of the night, I was doing this. <laughs> it's, it, and you probably had some major withdrawals. Oh, I compared like it was huge compared to I would say you don't have that with marijuana. That type of withdrawals. That, I don't see marijuana being something that I I mean an addictive personality is going to get addicted to something. Yeah. A person that has an addictive personality can get addicted to sugar. Yeah. They can get addicted so to coffee. Yeah. They can get addicted to anything. The the fact is is that if you're if you're going to start banning stuff because somebody could get addicted to it, you're going to ban just about everything in this country. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm addicted to sushi. So am I. I can't live without sushi. So am I. I can't I can't live without sushi or seafood. So, so it's, it's, it's the same thing. Get off your asses. This will stop half. Well, and here's the thing. What, what's, what's our biggest drug crisis right now? Fentanyl. Well, it, it, like I was saying, this would stop half of our drug problem here in Texas because it wouldn't be considered a problem anymore. If you have guys busting their ass trying to pick up every brick of marijuana coming across the border, you know, then 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 you're wasting resources. Fentanyl is the number one thing right now. And that's what people should be concentrating on. But instead, because of the laws that we have, we're concentrating on other stuff. So, so do you think that instead, like what a based on a California principle, you think states now should basically have clinics set up to administer the doses of fentanyl to people so that Are they're not overdosing? High? I'm just wondering. Are I'm just wondering fr- this. Okay, California is one of the stupidest states I've ever heard, and yeah, I know I'm gonna hear about that. It's one of the stupidest states I've ever heard of. Don't enable an addict. That's all you're doing. My brother was an addict. He was a meth head. It took four years in prison to get him off of meth. Giving someone free doses of meth is not going to stop the issue you have to get them to stop taking the drug and and i don't know how california thinks this is this is a, a smart way of doing stuff it, it's a methadone clinic is not going to help you a person is not going to quit drugs until they finally realize themselves that they have to quit for themselves. I can't push that on somebody. I tried pushing it on my brother. I tried getting my brother to quit. He he had to realize that on his own. And, th- and that's the thing. I think, like, I, I personally don't, I, 
you know, I was asking Arpina. I don't, I don't think that we that there should be clinics set up for like that, you know, because again, it's if, if people want to quit, then that's their decision. If people still want to use, that's their decision. How are you going to stop homelessness if you're enabling? the homeless to keep getting high they have no incentive to fix their life uh, i mean i wake up on a beach is it, is it, did, did you see oh. this uh this recent article that was posted a few days ago that la voters decide whether hotels must rent vacant rooms to homeless people oh i did not see that so basically, at a certain time during the day, say two o'clock in the afternoon, that all the hotels must report to the city all their vacancies, and then the city will go pick up and wrangle the homeless and put them in these hotel rooms. You've got to be kidding! Me. I'm not kidding you. This is on Los Angeles Times. Did, did it pass? Uh, it's. I think it's going up to uh, vote or something like that. Sometimes soon. I don't know. This is like recent. This is like three or four days ago that um, this is going to happen. That's ridiculous. It's yeah. Each hotel shall communicate to the department or its designated designee of the lost city council in a form that department prescribes by 2 PM today, the number of available rooms of the hotel for the night. It's ridiculous. So now, so, so now if you're staying at a hotel, I guarantee you the hotels are going to be upset about this. They are going to be upset. Tax, you know, now you have taxpayers that are going to have to pay for this. Because who else is going to pay for this? Well, it's it's going to force hotels to... Beef up their security. Well, not just that. Certain hotels, they'll stay in California. You are not, you are not going to get the Beverly Hills Hotel... To give away free rooms to the homeless. Or the Ritz Carlton. Or <laughs> something like that. And, it's it's gonna be your your little bit fifty dollar night, sixty dollar night hotels, your motel sixes, your days ins and you know, stuff like that. Shoot, it's been a long time since you've stayed in California, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I I have I haven't paid under three hundred dollars. I, I paid three hundred dollars a night for a super eight the last I just, time I, I just, was in. I just remember like when me and Harvin went up to the Windstar and we he wanted a nothing over a hundred dollars hotel and I found a super eight for like eighty something dollars a night. And then he was like, <laughs> Man, this is like garbage <laughs> he's like you wanted something less than a hundred dollars what do you expect the, the last the last time i stayed at choctaw i paid three hundred dollars for the night and uh but it was worth it do you um, get do you get i i get uh from winstar i get like once a month i get a newsletter or something like that saying you have two free nights still haven't used it yet well I, from choctaw what i've figured out with them is that if you are a a, a rewards a rewards card holder, Ruby, Amber, whatever Onyx, something I'm not. <laughs> um, if you are a card holder, you can call them up, and 
you automatically get a discount. Um, and what happened the last time is if you call for a reservation between Monday and Thursday, I got my room for free. Yeah. On 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 Thursday night. So. That's uh, not, that's not, I mean I but I, I would but when I when I stayed and paid, that was a Saturday night. Mm. So I paid three hundred dollars for Saturday night, but because I'm an Amber card holder, <laughs> they sent up a free bottle of champagne for me. <laughs> I had a good time, man. I kind of want to do that for Windstar. I want to be able to go in there and like stay the night. Maybe we should look into that August 18th. August 18th, I think. I Well, I don't have to work the day after. So I may look into into seeing if I can get a room for free. Me too. Maybe we can get like um, two rooms. Cause since your since your scuba story, I don't trust you. Well, no, I I snore so loud you'd never make it. I'm gonna be on a different floor. <laughs> I'm gonna be in a different tower compared to. I mean, I I have nothing against Windstar. I I like them. Um, but. I like Choctaw better. Yeah. Um, the rooms at Choctaw are nicer. Choctaw has more of a Las Vegas feel than anything else. They they have entertainment. Yeah. They have, a, I mean, the the um, the Gillies that's there has great music at night. Windstar's working on it. They're they're still working on their their entertainment center. In order to pay that off, they turned their old entertainment center into like five thousand slot machines. In a big non-smoking area. Why in the hell are you, you... You have the space. Pull the motherfucking slot machines out of there. Do some shows in there. Have some... Enter- it's it's not just that, though. Windstar took out all of their entertainment areas. Yeah. yeah. they Their nightclub, their their nightclub that they had, they, they converted that to a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, um, that... That whole middle area, uh, uh, that the, there was the there's other area set, by, yeah. New, by by New York. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was the New York area. Yeah, there there was there used to be a bar there that had live entertainment yeah. every night. They they just uh, to me, uh, Windstar is not up to Choctaw level. Yeah, uh, they can boast that they're the biggest casino in in outside of las vegas all they want yeah when all it is is wall-to-wall slot machines you may as well be a truck stop i think that's what they wanted hey by the way live pd's back really it's not it's not live pd anymore it's uh on patrol live and it's on the reels network hmm. It is um it is basically the exact same show. It has Sean Sticks Larkin on it. Um along with uh, uh what's his name? Um Dan Abrams, that would be his name. Uh any relation to JJ Abrams? I don't think so, my friend. On Patrol Live with with uh here, wait. 
Come on. That's Sean Sticks Larkin, Dan Abrams, mm-hmm. and the guy that's behind my head. I forget his name, so I'm not going to mention it. Um, but as anyone who knows uh, me or who has talked with me, uh, Live PD was literally how I found out my brother <laughs> was, was in, were you, in were, jail. Were you watching this? Like, you're watching, like, oh, yeah. you're like, they were, that's my brother. They were actually okay. So, so I have a brother-in-law who lives in in Florida. Uh, at the time, it was Tampa where he was living, and my brother lived in in outside of Columbus, Ohio. Live PD at the time was doing uh, uh, Polk County, I think, is what it is down in. Uh, well, they were doing Tampa. Yeah, I think it's Polk County as well as Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. So I would watch every weekend just to make sure that I did not see my brother or my brother-in-law. Um, yeah. So that was actually how I found out that my brother had been. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny, but it sort of is funny. That, that was how I no found out call. my brother had been, was, was incarcerated. <laughs> um and for those of you that don't know, 392 grams of meth. Is this one that was you, what he was caught with? Is this the one that at you talked to on the Davis and Davis? Yes. So. At least that's what they are estimating it as because it was one piece when my brother got it. Uh, but when the cops showed up, he dropped it on the ground. So um, the the weight could be fluctuating a little. We're not sure. 392 grams um the funny thing is that my brother throughout his life used to look at me and go 54 arrests and no convictions (laughs) so now whenever i talk to him on the phone in prison i go 55 arrests and one big conviction (laughs) (laughs) and folks if you like to listen to that episode is on the davis and davis podcast episode 44 episode 44 in season two called pick away prison what a great show I was laughing. Show. I was like enjoyable. I was I was enjoyable. I like that one. I I seriously thought it was fake the whole time. I was like, this is this is pretty good staged. <laughs> so I was just like, there's there is there's a oh I forgot the name of this this uh, guy that's on the radio in California that would do a conversation with another person, the Phil Hendry show. Oh, okay. And Phil Hendry would uh, he would do his own radio show, and he'd have a microphone like this, and then he'd have a soundboard mixed up, and he'd pick up his phone, and it'd be a phone, and he'd do it like a a Ted of Beverly Hills Steakhouse, and as the most in his life. So then you would have people calling in, believing that this owner of this Ted's of Beverly Hills was actually like controversial topics that people would debate on and so he's he's basically doing the the owner of ted of beverly hills or the ted of beverly hills he is playing ted and then he has also phil hendry and then he would have background music of a rest like a lively restaurant so you'll have to look it up just like youtube phil hendry show and listen to some of this stuff and you will you're like you think it's real you think it's you think that he's actually interviewing a manager you're like 
oh my gosh, this, how does this guy, an owner of the restaurant, why is this place so busy when he's, you know, <laughs> doing this controversial stuff? And then you like see a YouTube behind the scenes and he's doing, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. and like, I'm back, 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 and really asking the question back again. It's it's interesting. And so I thought that that's what you were doing. I was like, impressed. God, I, I, wish, I wish that would have been staged. But, um, it that that was a live impromptu thing and honestly now we actually have it set up uh so that if my brother calls during that show we can actually record the uh the audio um through zoom uh and like i said that the the recording the audio through zoom like you're using your little your little toy there um and and i found over the past two years that i've been doing these podcasts that that doesn't work for me uh because it, if if my participants can't hear what i'm doing or what i'm playing it's it's useless um which is which is why i have a separate soundboard that I actually pipe in as um, uh, a secondary audio source through Zoom. I like to figure that out though, so that way, you, and I think I could do that. That you can hear the sound if I was, if I have my iPad dedicated for Zoom, and then my laptop would be dedicated for playbacks, and then you wouldn't be able to hear yourself because you don't like hearing yourself on the mix minus back. But yeah. you'd be able to hear me. You'd be able to hear the sounds and different other things see and I, what what i found was that zoom software this is why i'm actually looking at switching over to discord yeah oh um, yeah i've heard a lot of people love discord because because zoom's software like when i ran audio through my soundboard zoom software would cut it out because it would it considered it ambient noise and I tried everything. I shut all of their noise supp suppression stuff off, and it was still cutting it out. Uh, I think and Burke, Burke could never hear some of the best drops in yeah. the world. I think the good thing about Zoom, in which I don't, I think Discord would have the same feature of a video, is to be able to see the person you're talking to and to share screens, share content, and stuff like that. So if there's, I just don't know how that you could do that. I know you can probably do videos of a Discord. I just don't know if you can do. Well, Discord makes it a a whole lot easier to to share stuff. Although Zoom, it's not the hardest. But what I don't like about Zoom is that if I'm playing music and Burke speaks, their noise suppression stuff still shuts down the music. And I just, uh, Zoom's not my favorite. I'm, I'm seriously looking at Stream Deck or uh, some of those others just to make the quality a little bit better. And the other thing, I, like my service that I use for, for my podcast limits me to 200 megabytes, which most of them do. I need to figure out how I can get a two or a two and a half or a four hour show 
in less than 200 megabytes because I'm tired of splitting our shows up. I think sometimes splitting the show up is better. I like, I don't know. It's like the only person that I know on podcasts that goes for like three hours. Most every time is the Joe Rogan podcast. For me, it's like, I'm thinking about people commuting to work, 30 minute drive, like keeping it a 30 minute, 30 minute episode. Okay. If, if I need to do a part two, then part two will come out next week or part three, they're going to come out next week. But you know, I think that's what keep keeps people going, keep people listening and stuff like that is to have something to a, a draw to tune in next week or something like that. Yeah. I, I think three hours is too much. What happens a lot of times when I'm listening to Joe Rogan podcast is like, I, I'm not listening for 30 minutes on the way to work or something like that. Then I, then I'm at work and I can't listen to the podcast while I'm working. And then 30 minutes back, then all of a sudden he has another podcast the next day. I think a lot of the complaints that I get about it is that they lose track of where they're at. Exactly. That's why I, I want to try and condense. Like we just did the Lord of the Rings trilogy and in that trilogy that's i mean that turns out to be six shows that's a lot of a lot of shows if i could actually add them up or or put them together it would be a better situation and I, you, you know honestly i i've gone through the the demographics and the an analysis that that um red circle gives me mm-hmm. um i can't figure out for the life of me whether the short shows are what people like or it's the long shows um it's been weird uh so yeah yeah i i don't know either I i see people that do have like 10 minute podcasts and that's it then i see people with an hour podcast and I, th- I, I think, like, since tonight we have discussed so much topics, like different topics, I can break those into different different podcast days, you know, podcasts. If, I were, if we were to go on to a subject, you know, almost like how we did for episode one, you know. Yeah. That I kept it at that time because it was relevant to the subject the whole time. But I, I think that... If we talk for a subject for 45 minutes or an hour, I keep like that. But if we break into two different subjects, I might split that into two different episodes. I don't know. I, I, I think I need to like, I feel like two and a half hours is too long, but I can easily break this into 30 minutes, 40 minutes, three or four, 30 or 40 minutes and be good. I, I don't know if it's too long. I mean, I put it in uh, my partner and I put in bar. Put in bay. Put in bay. Oh yeah. Um. Yes. In in September. So I I don't know. I don't know if you'll put this in whatever. In September. September twentieth through the twenty third, I will be in Putin Bay, Ohio, mm-hmm. for the classic car race, and Burke will be with me. The Davis and Davis show will record live mm. in 
the blistery, wonderful town of Putin Bay. Um, for those of you who don't know where that is, Ohio. it is an island in the middle of Lake Erie. Yeah. And it is the hotel that we're staying at is the Commodore, the, yep. the Comm- Commodore Resort or something like that. It has a huge pool. I've seen videos that is on TikTok. Built right up to the bar. I've seen videos. It is twenty-one and older. Uh, uh, we're we're looking forward to this. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, I I did our reservation, and they said, "Would you like a?" bottle of local champagne and i said hell yeah throw that in there would you like a 12 pack of budweiser yeah hell yeah throw that in there um yeah i'm really looking forward to this guys if you are in the ohio area uh during the putin bay classic uh sports car classic come on out Drink a beer with us. Have a good time. Sounds good. All right. All right, brother. Well, it was a good time. Yeah. I'm Until glad next you time. you enjoyed it. I did. I'm wildly entertaining. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you All are. right, sir. I'll see you.